For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to, one, recap the Super Bowl. Great game that came down to the wire. And we're also going to talk about some of the key dates that are coming up as it relates to the NFL offseason because another year in the books, Denard, a new season is going to be upon us whenever we look at everything that is about to happen. No more games uh, as it relates to the NFL. I guess you got the USFL starting up in April, but... Um, uh, which uh, your former head coach, Denard, uh, is going to be coaching in that league. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But, you know, the Rams came through. They beat the Bengals 23-20. to And speaking of that, D, if you would have gone to bed online yeah. and you had that exact score prediction, you could have won some coin because I sat here last week and I told you, I got the Rams 23-20. That's all the bragging I'm going to do on that. Go ahead and brag. Well, it's Johnny Hecker's man. I'm, I'm about to. We'll get into it. But before before we get into the show, I want to ask, do you believe and believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online? And I know football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both the pros and college hoops from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games, bet online where the game starts. Denard, this was a game uh, going into it. We we had talked about, you know, the Rams kind of have some similarities to the Titans. When you look at their defense, they're able to get a lot of pressure. And that really was the story of the second half. I guess to recap real quick, if you were living under a rock, the Rams had the longest game-winning drive in Super Bowl history to beat the Bengals in stunning fashion as this game had 
everything whenever you look at the storylines that were happening throughout the game, stuff that was happening for some players while the game was going on. And D, just what was your general takeaway from Super Bowl 56? D, it was, this was a great game. I tell you, Davey, this is the first time in probably the last years that I've watched the Super Bowl and I didn't move. And Davey, I just want to say first, of all, congratulations. There's two people I want to congratulate. One, it's going to be hard for me to tell him congratulations, but I'm going to start with Sean McVay becoming the youngest head coach at 36 years old to win a Super Bowl. What did we call him? AKA the what? Well, I call him the Wonder Coach, but I we, call him we, the Golden Child. Golden Child, that's right. Because <laughs> this right. is what second time in the last five years he's gotten to that, to the big dance and this time he wanted. And Davey, what I love about this game, oh, I'm sorry. And last but not least, I want to say congratulations to Davey Hudson. You predicted the score 23-20. It, it, you know what? Lester, it should have been 2017 under two minutes. And Hecker, the, what, the first touchdown, he ends up botching, a fumbling, or the second touchdown, he ends up with that. Oh, I can't even I can't even describe it how mad I was when he couldn't even hold on to the ball. And then what? It was twenty into what under two minutes in the game. And it was twenty sixteen. I'm thinking to myself, you know, it actually could have been twenty seventeen and I could have you know what I said, you know, I and predicted that score, but then you end up saying twenty three twenty. I was so mad at the ending. D, I will be humble and just say thank you for congratulating me on that. That was one You're of welcome. which I was excited to see it go down that way. I mean, you mentioned the missed hold by Johnny Hecker. And it was one of those things where at the moment the Rams go up 13-3. You're not necessarily thinking, okay, that that might be that big of a deal because the Rams were pretty much dominating at that point. Because if you go and you look at it, the Bengals' defense didn't have an answer for Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. Unfortunately, Odell Beckham Jr. might have been the next series, if not the one after that tears his ACL. Like that's been confirmed now. He tears his ACL. You could just see non-contact injury, not able to like he's going for his knee before he even has control of the ball. You knew something bad had happened there. Uh, he'd already had a touchdown at that point. He had been playing well and you're thinking, "Man, this could be the momentum shift that the Bengals need to take control." And they end up closing it. They're only down 3 at the half and they come back and they just absolutely win the first five minutes of the second half. Like, There's no question about it. That's, um, yeah. Now, in, in fairness, Denard, and I know you were probably sitting there being like, man, like I would I would hate to be in Jalen Ramsey's shoes where there's an obvious face mask that you get pulled down by and they score a 75-yard touchdown off of a, a face mask like that. Yeah, they missed it. Uh, unfortunately, you know, that that crew, they let him. Who was, who was the referee of that game? Was it, it was uh, Ron Torbert. Ron Torbett. Well, they talked about that crew, and there you have to be what you got to be one of the best crews to work that game. You get judged in the regular season and the playoffs. But one of the things they alluded to is the fact that uh, that crew they let you play. They don't call many fouls. They, and they that's what they did. They let the guys really determine uh, the course of the game because you can question the the, uh, the incident where Aaron Donald shoved Joe Burrow out of bounds. And I think it was since they missed the first call. Uh, when Jalen got beat, I guess they figured, you know, I'm a personal foul. We'll just let it go. And just they made amends with that. But, D, I just want to well, say, are, uh, are, are, the ball. Real, real quick, D, are you saying, I actually, I, I wanted to talk about that player. Are you, 
where are you saying the foul likely should have been on when Aaron Donald pushed Joe Burrow out of bounds? I think it should have been not necessary roughness and a 15-yard penalty, but they didn't call it. Oh, they didn't call it. See, I, I disagree. I, I think if you go back, you watch Joe Burrow is clearly inbounds when he gets shoved. I thought there should have been a penalty on the Cincinnati guy for punching Aaron Donald. The offensive lineman no. came over. See, and, and I, I say that because that was the dumbest thing that Cincinnati could do because all they did was they made him mad and Aaron Donald ate the rest of the game. That was the play that changed the game in my mind because after that, Joe Burrow had nothing. He was not able to move the ball. They were completely stuck whenever it came to the Bengals offense and Aaron Donald and that defensive line for the Los Angeles Rams did what the Titans did to the Bengals. They they could not stop their pass rush. Burrow was getting sacked. He tied the record for most sacks in a Super Bowl with seven. He'd been sacked a ton, and it's really weird if you look at the storylines for this game. Uh, I think it's the first time that a quarterback had been sacked the most in the NFL, makes yeah. it to the Super Bowl, and then it's also the same time 51. where a quarterback had thrown the most interceptions, led the league in interceptions in a season, also made it to the Super Bowl, and that was Matt Stafford. So, But Matt Stafford was, I believe, 9 of 3 touchdown interceptions in the playoffs. But, D, you mentioned that play, and I think – they they woke up the beast in Aaron Donald. Yeah, uh, that they sure did. They woke up something because after that, it just seemed like Aaron Donald just he just turned into the Incredible Hulk. But it, it's not just Aaron Donald. I mean, you saw Vaughn Miller. I mean, it's just that defensive line just went to work on Cincinnati's offensive line, and just like we you you alluded to uh, going into this game, I love what you said about you went in the trenches. You, you took my advice, but. D, I, I just uh, – and I knew this was a matchup. I, I have Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator for the Rams. You got to give him credit. I mean, the fact that he lined Aaron Donald all over the field. We saw Aaron literally playing defensive end some, in some cases. And, I mean, it was just a great game. But they absolutely dominated this from Cincinnati. Jonah Williams, he had a tough day. I mean, left tackle from Cincinnati. You talk about uh, Hakeem Adedanye. He struggled. I mean, Aaron just went to work on those two. It just, I mean, that's really where it, it came down to. It came down again, uh, that was decided in the trenches. And so you got to give this game. I know Cooper Cup deserved uh, the MVP, but man, this this should have been a game where you should have had two guys win the, the MVP because Arnold just put on the show on the defensive side of the ball. He did. The other thing, if I'm flipping the script, Denard, is that the Cincinnati defensive line also showed up. Now, they didn't get yes. the sacks, but I've never seen a team. I believe this was the first time it's happened five times in the Super Bowl. I was reading the statistic, and I, I can't remember where I read this at, but it's only happened five times where a team has rushed for less than two yards per carry in the Super Bowl. All other times, the team that rushed for less than two yards a carry lost. The Rams are the first team. They rushed for, I believe it was, 1.9 yards a carry. They could not get anything going in the run game, yet it didn't matter because the connection between Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup was just too much to overcome. And Cincinnati, it's going to be a game of what-ifs. I, I talked about it last week. I think Sean McVay really learned from his experience playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. He talked about how he tried to do too much. He outlawed right. himself. He's like, you know what? Sometimes the first instinct is the best it's one to go better. with. And 
his instinct was, I have the best player on the field in a man named Cooper Cup, and I'm going to get him the ball. And so in that final drive, they had a key fourth and one. What do they do? They give the ball to Cooper Cup. They then, once they get past the 50-yard line, they had 49 yards to go for the next play. Of those 49 yards, Cooper Cup got 39 of them, including the game-winning touchdown. Now, I know people are upset with not the— Not to uh, mention, yeah, you didn't mention that 22-yarder, which was their longest gain in that half. Yeah, and— you know, Really, that no-look pass. That was that was the thing of beauty. Uh, if you go yes. and you see the angle where you can see Stafford completely look away, he right. he faked out my boy Von Bell. Um no Vaughn and uh, Phil Form in that regard. Out, he faked but, out everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, that was amazing. So it, it just goes to show you what can happen if you get out of Detroit. Um, but Easy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I mean, it's crazy though. Like I, I feel bad because Calvin Johnson. I, I really wonder like how much better he could have even been had he been playing for a program that was able to excel to excel once it came to the postseason or even got to the postseason. But that's neither yeah. here nor there. Um, he's got his gold jacket. But, D, you just look at it, and it just goes back to Sean McVay. He's like, I'm going to get the ball to Cooper Cup. And if, I, if I'm if i tying this to the Titans, i got to think, man, you look at what the Titans have at the receiving core group, they got to find a way to force-feed the ball to A.J. Brown more. Like, that's just something they need to do more often because we've seen it where if you just keep targeting him, he's going to make it work. He we won the San Francisco game single-handedly because A.J. Brown was on the field. And you can say the defense played great in the second half, what have you, but if we didn't have A.J. Brown, Tennessee's not winning that game. And there's more games where I think, and hopefully Todd Downing learns from this, hopefully uh, the offensive coaching staff is like, listen, we got this guy, we got to make sure. He needs to be a guy that's getting 80 to 90 receptions a year, if not more. I think the most he's had in the season is 70, and I know you can say that injuries are an issue there, but just to close out my thoughts on Cooper Cup, Denard, man. Yeah, it, uh, it's uh, unbelievable. It sure is something, and the thing I wanted to say is I pull this up real quickly. Cooper Cup, when you look at his season in review, he won the receiving triple crown, so led the league yes. in receptions, yards, and touchdowns, receiving that is, won the offensive player of the year, Won Super Bowl MVP. Denard, there's only one wide receiver in history to do all of those things in an entire career. Do you know who that one wide receiver is? I can't. I want to say Larry Fitzgerald. Was it Jerry Rice? It was Jerry Rice. Yes, sir. You are correct. Jerry Rice was the only receiver to do that in his career. Cooper Cup did that in one season. Yeah, well, you know what? This young man is truly, God, he's probable, Davey, what he's, what he's done this year. I mean, you think about it. You just said NFL Offensive Player of the Year, Team All-Pro, first you know, what, reception leader, receiving yards leader, receiving TD touchdown leader. And you know what's truly amazing, David, is coming out of how he only had one scholarship offer, and that was to Eastern Washington. So to a lot of years, I feel like you, you're getting, a, you know, you're not you're getting overlooked coming out of high school. You look at Guy Cooper Cup. And the theme of this season has always been the underdog. I, I mean, while I was going with Cincinnati, and, and unfortunately, with two minutes left in the game, they actually had their worst team. But again, it comes down to making plays, and that's exactly what Los Angeles did. You know what I love about this game, Davey? What's that, D? What I love about it is Sean McVay, he went old school. 
you know, he just, he was, you know, we tried all season, talked about him being kind of a pre-Madonna offensive coordinator, almost to, you know, with the explosive plays. But you know, what I love about his play calling, especially on that last drive, is he put the game on in the hands of his quarterback and his receiver. He knew that the only way that he was going to win this game, and I love what Al Michael said. He did a great job calling the game. He said everybody in SoFi Stadium. Yeah, well, he said everybody in that stadium, they know who's getting the ball. He's going to go right to number, regardless if he's double coverage, regardless of who triple team, he's going right to cub. And it was, a, I mean, a 15-play, that 79-yard drive, uh, ate up the clock, nearly five minutes of the clock, because when Cincinnati got the ball back, they nearly had about a minute and some change. And I thought all of us, you know, I was thinking to myself, I said, oh, Cincinnati, they're going to come back and they're going to get it because they're only down by three. So if they can get kind of like the Kansas City game, what Kansas City against Buffalo, they had about, what, 13 seconds left, got Gosh, down and yeah. kicked the 49-yarder. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, if they can just get a couple of completions. And on that first completion to Chase, where Jalen Ramsey misjudged the ball, if those if those safeties, if they didn't have the right angle, Jamar Chase probably would have been off to the races. But again, you have to credit those safeties because they saved him. Yeah. But God, it's just Aaron Donald. He just refused to be blocked. And I, I just, I felt bad for Joe because he ended up with a sprain. Uh, he sprained his knee. And it just, God, it was just tough because since he had some chances, but my situation that, and I, and I have beef with this, David, and what happened to Joe Mixon in the fourth, in the second half? No, uh, that's why everybody's on Zach Taylor. You, you look at it, they try to, Go with Samaj P. Ryan there in, instead of Joe Mixon. Okay, see, that's that's my beat. That was the only gripe that I had in the game because a game of that attitude. One thing you have to have on the field is your best player. If you're Cincinnati, I know people talked about Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, but coming into this, talked about the running game. And if you're Cincinnati, and you're, this is what just had me. I couldn't sleep because. I don't understand in a moment on third down, third and one. What do we talk about? If you can't convert on third and one, what should happen? You don't deserve to get the You don't deserve win. to win the game. And so in that moment, in a crucial situation like that, you need your best players, your best players on the field. And the fact that they went with Samaj Piran instead – that is what got me. And play calling like that, that cannot happen. If you're Cincinnati, the game is on the, even on the fourth and one. If you can't convert, we had this issue in the Titans and Cincinnati, uh, that playoff game, when, when they could not convert on fourth and one. I said, Davey, if you can't make one yard, you don't deserve to win the game. But that was my only beef that I had with Cincinnati. If you're not going to get it, if you're not going to give it to Mixon, why not do what did? They made sure they got the ball to Cooper Cup. I don't care if he had eight guys on him. Matthew Stafford was going to Cup all the way. Everybody in SoFi. I just don't understand if you're Cincinnati in a situation like that. This is the Super Bowl. You have to have your best players on the field, and that was my only game. I, I, I'm with you, and I think that goes back to what was said about Sean McVay, his first go-around. He tried to get too cute with it. He tried to outthink himself, and so uh, that's what happened to Zach Taylor. He didn't have his best running back out there, and it, it cost him. The offensive line didn't get a good block, and 
Uh, they got stuffed, and as we know it, the Rams are now Super Bowl champions. But who stopped them? Who, who, who stopped them? Who was it? That was Aaron Donald on that one. Aaron right? Donald. The other issue, I would say, Denard, it probably wouldn't have mattered, but if I'm Cincinnati, I mentioned Calvin Johnson earlier, I play Cooper Cup in that that final goal-to-goal situation like I would Calvin Johnson, where you just saw them literally line two guys up right in front of Calvin, and it's like he's a gunner, and... You're just like, you know what? This guy can't be the one to beat me. Somebody else can beat me, but it can't be this guy. And they didn't do that. And again, it might not have mattered, but I would add that to my gripe as far as, like you said, you know he's getting the ball, and yet they didn't devote enough guys to him. But D, real quickly, I want to ask you, what's more important than peace of mind? Well, the answer to that, sir, is nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Go check them out today. That's NordVPN. Tell them we sent you. D, it was a great Super Bowl. Real quickly before we transition off of that, this is a game that they always talk about, like, well, Joe Burrow, he's young, he got there in his second season, uh, he'll be back. There are a lot of great quarterbacks, we have said that about before, that never do get back. So you have to actually take into consideration things that might be out of his control. We know Cincinnati needs to sure up their offensive line. That's uh, step number one. But it's one of those things to where he also will not have to have season-ending surgery. But what advice would you give your former LSU Tiger. Well, you know what? He's only in his second year. We talked about there hasn't been not one uh, player uh, that has been drafted number one to take his team to a Super Bowl uh, at that position at quarterback in the first two years of that player's career. So, I mean, heck of an accomplishment. He's young, Davey. And listen, he was two minutes away from winning a Super Bowl. Let's let's just be honest. Um but you have to continue to evolve as a quarterback, get better. And what Cincinnati needs to do, they have to put uh, – they're going to have to really strengthen up their offensive line. They have some defensive players. I, I love the fact that uh, Al Michaels alluded to that when you look at this team, uh, they've been built on the defensive side of the ball by free agency. Seven of their 11 starters on defense, you think about it, they came from other teams, uh, Hendrickson, uh, Hubbard, talking about DJ Reader coming over from the Texans. They did a great job in free agency, but through the draft, they're going to have to find uh, strength on that offensive line because if they don't find, they're going to play that long in this league. We saw him get beat up in Nashville. Uh, we saw him uh, get beat up Sunday uh, against uh, LA. So again, they're going to have to continue to build. If they build around Joe, this organization is going to be around for a long time. I mean, Cincinnati. They came to Nashville, beat for one seed, went down to Kansas City. You beat the number two seed. And you're trying to tell me that this team was literally two minutes away from winning the Super Bowl. So they're there. 
What they have to do is just continue to continue to draft players. They've got playmakers at the perimeter. They need to just get some more pieces on that offensive line. That's the key. If they can just some got quality uh, players that can protect him. Uh, and because and, this team right now, Davey, I mean, where can you, the only place that you can go is down. And especially when you've been to a Super Bowl. So what you want to do is you want to elevate your play. And the way that the Cincinnati team to the next level and possibly win it is they got to make sure they strengthen up their offensive line. Gotcha. Uh, D, we hadn't talked about it. Uh, I forgot to mention it off the top. I thought we talked about it last week, but then I realized the numbers just don't add up in my head as far as days. I told you it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. You could go ahead and lock it in. I got money in my account because I bet on it, but Mike Vrabel did, in fact, win AP Coach of the Year. And so I do want to give a shout-out to Coach for doing an excellent job in the regular season, constantly having to battle all the injuries that his team did, and yet they still found a way to win the regular season crown for the AFC and get the number one seed. And also bring up Coach Vrabel because Coach Vrabel is going to be on the NFL Rules Committee. So it's a revamped competition committee, and it includes four new members, um, and they will analyze the game and consider rule changes on a number of fronts, most notably on special teams. And so... Coach Mike Vrabel is joining, and this is according to ESPN staff writer Kevin Seifert. Now, just real quick, D, I wanted to go through some upcoming things that we have to get ready for. On February the 22nd, that is the first day to designate franchise or transition tags. So, uh, going to be looking at that. Right now, the Tennessee Titans don't look to, transit, or to franchise tag any player uh, nobody that would be worth it is currently going to be a free agent outside of Harold Landry, but all indications are the team and Harold will likely strike a deal and he will be in two-tone blue for the foreseeable future. March 1st through the 7th, we have the scouting combine. And then March 8th is the franchise slash transition tag deadline. And then March 14th through the 16th is when negotiating period for pending unrestricted free agents begin. And then on March 16th at 4 p.m., free agent deals can be signed and trades can be officially consummated. So that's what we have there. And then on March 27th through the 30th, you have the annual league meeting. But that is what is going to happen over the course of the next two months. And as we all know, the draft will be April 28th through the 30th. D and I will give you coverage on all the potential guys that the Titans might be looking at. But D, when you hit this point, as a former player, Super Bowl, it's over. What is your mindset where you're like, all right, we're just going to take a little bit of time, recover, and then just get right back in it? Or were you the type of guy you're like, at this point, you know what, I'm already, I'm back in the gym day one after? How, how'd you handle that throughout your career? Now you have to get away. It's been a long season. He's been at it since April, you know, with off season and especially dealing with COVID, you know, unpredictable. Um, but one of the things you want to do, especially after this game, is just get away. Uh, go on vacation. Do what you have to do. Uh, Off-season doesn't start for most franchises at the end of March, the 1st of April. So if you're a player, uh, and even coaches, you know, coaches got to work because they got a draft coming up and they got to get ready for next year. But what I did was I, I got away, Davey. I take uh, go and take a vacation. I went and took a vacation. 
and went to Mexico for like a week. And then I came back uh, to the States. And after that, uh, just laid around. Uh, well, back then, yeah, more than that, (laughs) (laughs) more than that. But, uh, yeah, you just, you know what you need, uh, this time of year, you need a mental break. It's, it's a long season, especially for these two teams. I mean, you think about it, the season's been over, uh, from almost a month for most teams. And these two teams have been going at it. Uh, and that's, that's the price that you're paying is you keep going. Unfortunately, you're exhausted. And so if you, congratulations to both teams. Uh, but yeah, this is the time of year where you just, you, you mentally. I'm with you, even though I've, I've never played in the league. I'm always looking for, uh, that, that break. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it happens. <laughs> it's just like dealing with you. Sometimes it'll break from you. <laughs> but anyway, that, uh, that's going to do it for us today. We'll get in more next week about Coach Frabel and him winning Coach of the Year. I, I did want to take time to talk Super Bowl while it's fresh on everyone's mind. Uh, like I said, it's, it's a long off season. Kind of went through some of the things that are going to be coming up soon. And we'll start looking towards uh, possible free agents for the Titans, seeing who they could possibly be looking to bring back anybody that might be a potential cap casualty uh, that gets the axe. We've got a lot of time to dive into it. And we'll also kind of look around at the state of the AFC South because right now, Denard, the Titans should be feeling good about their chances to three-peat whenever you look at the dysfunction and the current situation for the other members of this division. But, again, a lot can change once free agency hits, the draft. Uh, I mean, it's it could be a completely different team by the time we roll around to the season. But we hope you stay tuned for all of that as we continue our coverage of the Tennessee Titans offseason. But that is going to do it for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by BetOnline on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.